This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you for taking the time to tune in to this podcast here on various podcast sites. My name is Crimson, and what you're hearing are clips from my YouTube channel at crimson60620.youtube.com. Check it out, and don't forget any of my other social media sites. Let's go. Video. So, um, what do you think is causing a lot of these red pill guys to actually get really, really popular, but get so popular really quick that they're like really are, they're starting to get deplatformed. Well, mediocre reviews and tutorials has an idea, tutorials and reviews, he has an idea. And he thinks that live streaming, live streaming is the reason why it's killing the Metalsphere. And you guys, he may actually be right. I'm actually going to give him some credit on this one because look at what happened with Tate. He got too quick, too fast, and um, his live streaming, especially that live stream with Hassan, literally killed his, um, killed, gave him too many, um, gave him too much of an audience, and look what happened. But let's 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 hear what this man has to say. Guys, buckle up. This is going to be a very interesting conversation, but I think that's one that's particularly appropriate considering the times that we are in right now. The past. Three-ish years have been extremely interesting in a strange place on YouTube. Pre-COVID, I want to say I had somewhere between 10 to 15,000 subscribers, and now I'm sitting at a little over 500,000 subscribers, which is... absolutely unbelievable but there's one thing that i've learned in my time here on youtube that i wanted to share with you guys here today and it's the concept that looking at things over a screen looking at things over a monitor uh, is a lot different than dealing with those things those situations and those scenarios in real time in reality in real life for example and i'm going to use a very crude example right now the porno industry love it or hate it the fact remains is that it's some of the most viewed content it's some of the most visited sites that exist on this planet okay within that being said what you're fundamentally doing is you're watching a dude plow a young woman now
digitally, it's extremely viewed. But would you actually want to be in a room watching a dude do that to another woman as you sit over in the corner and watch it? More than likely, no. Ergo, my point, right? I think that this misalignment between... what is conveyed to you digitally in the privacy of your own home versus how you should think, feel, and act towards situations in reality has caused for issues within the space. Now, I mentioned this before. I consider men's content on the internet to be what is referred to. Oh my to God, I've been muted for this whole time. So basically, um, what I was trying to say is that like, this is this, this motherfucker is just kick shaving. Why is you yucking somebody's yum? Like, why, why wouldn't you like, some people are okay with being voyeurs. Like, that's a thing that happens. Going to a swingers party is a thing that people do. Being part of, Oh, my God. All right, let's, let's go. To back in my NBA class, I don't mean to get technical, but a blue ocean. A blue ocean market is one of which has relatively little to no competition, has a well-defined niche, has a well-defined customer base and a relatively low barrier to entry and because mainstream media has completely ignored men's content more than likely because men just don't spend as much money as women in conjunction bullshit wait bullshit wait what are you talking about i literally have a playstation 5 i bought two playstation 4s i have tvs dual monitors fucking computer no men spend as much money as women do that is a thing that happens. Why are you so down on men? Why do these red pill channels just shit on men and make them think that they're just the worst thing in the world? All right, let's go. The current woke narrative that has such a stranglehold on our modern day society today, which can deem male focused content as being problematic because it doesn't put on a pedestal the way that a man might think and instead tries to weaponize his mindset into being toxic or chauvinist or wait that's not what happens that's not what happens look there are a lot of men on youtube brand tube uh, that have men focused channels that that doesn't mean no what you mean you don't fuck is that oh yeah i i i am they they talk bad about men and the, the things that I consider masculinity is a real thing with, with, no, you have your own measure of masculinity. And just because I say some shit that may hurt people's feelings, you're just down and all bad. No, no, you don't represent me. Your shit, your bullshit don't represent me. Just like what I do probably don't represent you. But let's continue.
misogynistic. This in conjunction with the decentralized nature of the internet and with the proliferation of video content platforms such as YouTube has increased the widespread nature of all of the information within this blue ocean. Now within this blue ocean has been several eras of manosphere content. Now it started roughly 10 to 15 years or so ago with um, MRAs, men's right activists. And look what happened to them. They're still around. They look like losers now and they're still around, but let's go. And then transition sort of at the same time to PUAs, pickup artists, um, and then transition to this sort of dating coach community. Um, and then a little bit after that, and kind of at the same time as well, a transition to where I started at, which is much more of this social commentary, dating commentary, relationship, marriage. Com In other words, I can't get a woman, so I'm going to be mad about it. Like, what the fuck? Like, what, my man, like, we can agree on marriage being stupid. I think it's stupid for a specific reason. I think limiting yourself to one person and forcing that person to only pay attention to you and only give you the attention and only feel your needs is fucking stupid regardless of it's sexual or not i think it's fucking stupid but you on the other hand think that marriage is bad because a woman just want to take my money no that's not that's not how this shit works that's not how any of this shit works but let's continue Commentary. Um, commentary creating a burning platform using viral videos in order to paint a picture or to tell a story regarding issues impacting or affecting men. All right. Now, what's interesting within that is that I was actually the first content creator that consistently brought women right next to me onto the channel and would have discussions regarding all of the content that was deemed manosphere. And trust me when I say I received a ton of hate for it. <laughs> like, yeah, you dumb fuck. So you brought on women to a channel where lonely men watch and get to talk bad bad to these women. Of course your channel's gonna roll. You fucking hate baiting. You are literally hate baiting. Like, oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Story time, story time. So, um, as some of you know, I actually do reviews of Red Pill guys. Shocking. And how they reacted with media and shit like that. Do you know I sometimes do videos on people knowing that their fans are gonna cut for me because I want to get hate clicks. I want to get hate clicks. It is something that I do to make you motherfuckers feel bad. And of course I want to change some of you guys' mind, but I do it for that. I am just I'm out and out of it in this shit. Sometimes I make videos, not just for my subscribers, not just for the people who subscribe to my Twitch or Patreon, by the way, subscribe to my Twitch or Patreon, but for you motherfuckers that will get butt hurt, I do that, and it's fun, but let's continue. Like, a lot of goddamn hate for it, but it was what it was. I thought it was an interesting style of content that I thought it was important to bring in the other side of the equation of what all of this content was saying in order to battle test or to pressure test the concepts that was being taught. Each era of this Manosphere content wouldn't have existed without the previous era. So what's the era after my era? Well, it was- I wonder how much he had to pay for him. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I wonder how much he had to pay for him. If you bring in so many people in your, your, your videos that you're you know doing all this shit for, how much did you have to pay that? Like, I mean, like, do you do Fiverr or just like hire somebody? Like, okay, let's let's go, let's go. Live streaming. R.I.P. to Kevin Samuels. But what he did was genius. 
he leveraged the idea of taking these men's talking points in conjunction with the idea to bring women into the space to confront their unrealistic standards and expectations regarding men, and he married those things together, and he did it live. It truly shook up everything. It was truly a sight to behold and to witness, and it forever changed the And it also brought too much attention that it was calling for people to get banned. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. And when Kevin Sevews died, because, you know, even though he was skinny and all, he was rich because of the money, he, he died of a fucking heart attack inside his vagina. Okay, let's go. Landscape. And also, it ushered in this content in this general men's space into the mainstream. Kevin's approach galvanized a conversation that men and women needed to have. A conversation that our society what conversation what was the conversation that they needed to have please tell me what was the conversation that they that men and women needed to have can you tell me can you tell me needed to have and it put into question a lot of these mainstream woke ideas that have permeated throughout our society for decades all within the ideals of trying to heal the wound what ideas did it put out there what ideas did it destroy? I'm so confused. Please, the source just trolls me, bro. Like, what ideas did he put out there in conversations that we need to have? What? Fat shaming people? We've been having that conversation for years. What then? Women has too much choice? We've been having that conversation for years. And no, women don't have too much choice. Shit, they don't have enough choice to be who the fuck they want. But let, let's go. Wounds created by a society that had not looked within itself and critiqued itself because it would hurt somebody's feelings. And though, although you may disagree with Kevin, the things that he would say out of his mouth, you'd be hard pressed to disagree and say that they were completely and utterly untrue. But the one. So just because you don't out and out totally 100% reject somebody's what they're saying then they must be some kind of right no that's not how it works if you and i are having an issue and we're talking about a problem we can agree on a problem but the more the most important thing that we agree with that we should address are the solutions that's what we should address the solutions we can say yes men are lonely yes men are having problems with uh with you know harming themselves but what are the solutions Get the bitches back into the kitchen? That sounds fucking stupid. But, of course, people like this don't understand because they don't want choice for women. They want a woman to actually not have a fucking choice. Because that means that she gets to choose for whatever's lying to fuck around. Even losers. One thing that Kevin was extremely criticized for, and I think he actually did a really good job of circumventing because he had his own platform where he can address these particular issues, was what he was saying, how he was saying it, which made it particularly polarizing. Then after Kevin's highest point came the Fresh and Fit Boys. Um, a little bit later after that began the rise of Andrew Tate, and then eventually Sneeko. And with them came even more live streams, came even more polarization. All right, like... There is videos out there of Fresh and Fit uh, being totally motherfucking uh, awkward with women. Like, even 
Albert Preach talked uh, talked about how they're just so fucking awkward, and the fact that they have money and that's the reason why they get so many women around them is fucking unbelievably crazy. But let, let's go, let's go. Came even more eyes on the sector and more community guideline strikes. But throughout all eras of the content that I'm speaking about in the history that I speak about them with, one thing that's remained consistent as the content has evolved and has iterated on itself over time, and that is the terms red pill and manosphere. I actually had a conversation with Kevin a few months before he passed, and I asked him flat out, I said, hey, brother, listen, do you consider yourself a Manosphere or a Red Pill channel? And he immediately said no. He explained that because he had no control over those two words and the branding and the image of it as... But he felt into the the spear of it. Like, no pun intended. Like, he felt into the spear of it. Oh my God, of course he would say no. Hey! Are you a dangerous drug dealer? No, I just give people dreams. Like the fuck, of course, the person who is pushing negative, toxic shit are. Hey, do cigarettes actually hurt, kill people? Why would you say that? Cigarettes aren't like no. That's just that's just the nature of this bullshit. But let's continue. It is. Uh, taken different ways by different content creators all over in the space. He said he wants nothing to do with them. Now, mind you, in my mind, as I'm listening to Kevin speak, I'm like thinking good because I was thinking the exact damn thing. Because the So in other words, shit, I got to distance myself from these motherfuckers. They not part of my group. Do you have no association with me? Like, yeah, no, no. That, all right, let's go. Fact remains is that all of the bucketing or the overlapping or the generalizations made regarding red pill or regarding manosphere has created a convoluted definition i mean you got some people that will say red pill just has to do with the movie the matrix you got others that liken it to you know a political term and then you got others that'll say that it red has to do with dating talk. and female nature you got others that'll just say it's just about understanding the truth and then within that you're gonna get those that's gonna say it's chauvinistic it's incel material but then also you get tech giants and then government entities that correlate it to right-wing white supremacy extremist groups that are conspiracy theorists but yes because they're part of your dumbass movement wow i i can't i can't i can't do you not think it's a terrorist attack when somebody you know rents a van and, and drives it to people because they're mad because they can't get a woman to touch their pp or shoot up a yoga studio because they're mad because they're attracted to a woman. You don't think that's a terrorist attack, dog? You literally people that have manifestos to say like, because I didn't get my pee pee touch, I'm mad. So I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna show the world how bad they treated me. That's a terrorist ta attack, dude. Against the failures at, at, at that. But but let's go. With these negative brand associations, um, which have clearly uh, reached as high as the Senate right now, um, the banning of Andrew Tate as well as uh, Sneeko is an attempt to draw a clear line in the sand of what is to be tolerated and what is to be not. I think. Yes, saying that you should beat women should not be tolerated. That's not a thing. Would they ever. Look, when these motherfuckers bring up. That all oh, these people were banned. They never talk about what they were banned about. If you actually heard somebody say, "Yeah, Andrew Tate became banned because 
he was advocating for putting a woman in his place, a woman in her place, excuse me, banning him for videos that surfaced and say that, yeah, he was an abuser. I, how could you identify with that? Like, this is what I don't get. I don't identify with an abuser. I don't. We literally have a video on this channel, on this channel, where Andrew Tate said if he had the powers of Spider-Man, then he would be like, come here, bitch, give me that sex. Like, he literally made that video. He literally made that video. And you're saying that, oh, well, he was just mad because he was conservative. No, he broke TOS. There is a TOS. Dog, there is a TOS. And if you violate TOS, you're fucked. Sneeko, same thing. He did COVID denial. Fucking COVID denial. I made a video talking about how bad COVID denial was. And I got a fucking strike on my channel. There are terms and there's a terms and conditions of service. What part of that, just because you say something, doesn't mean, like, these are not fucking government entities. These companies are corporations, and they're looking to make money. And if you're doing something that's scared away their advertisers, then you're fucked. But let's continue. I think Andrew Tate was banned for a variety of reasons. I think, first and foremost, he was growing way too fast. And at the same time, he did far too little to address the allegations that were against him. And at the same time, he did far too little to address the out-of-text clips that were obviously used to paint him within an extremely negative light. So he broke TOS, and then he didn't say anything about the TOS that he broke. He broke TOS. He broke TOS. I, I, okay, okay, all right, wow, wow. That's, that's the thing. He broke TOS. Get, okay, let's go. Eight. Um, at the same time, he's entertaining, um, and I think he's playing a character for a lot of the most um, egregious <laughs> things that he was saying. But see, I would look at his content and be like, oh, he's trolling right there. Oh, he's trolling right there. Oh, like he's just, he's telling a joke right there. But other people just didn't get that. At the same time, he didn't have his own platform in order to address all of what I just mentioned before. Schneegel's banning, I think, is a little bit different. I think that the straw that broke the camel's back was the uh, anti-Semitic mocking that happened during that clip that was played on the Senate room's floor uh, right before the head of product at YouTube had to, had to get up and speak to it. But I do think that they were watching his content because there's a component of his content that I am now aware of that gets a little bit um, conspiracy theorist, right? It gets... COVID denial. Yes, yes. He was doing COVID denial. Why don't you want to say that shit? See, here's the thing with a lot of these motherfuckers. They don't want to give you actual set on rule or set on things that they did. The fact is, Andrew Tate had videos where he was promoting violence against women. And he said, I moved to Romania because of the, 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 the SA laws were, uh, were more lax. He literally says that. We have that shit on video. All right, let, let's go. It's a little bit Alex Jonesy anti-government, which, by the way, if you are anti-government, that's one of the quickest ways to get your um, channel. No, 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 no. There are anti-government people all the time. There are literally anti-government people all the time. He was doing COVID denial. It wasn't just anti-government. It was COVID denial.
Alex Jones, he literally was defaming people. Don't just minimize the shit that they do. Say it. Because you know if you say the shit, you know if you actually say, well, this is exactly what he said. This shit sounds horrible. But let, let's continue. Up for banning because anti-government can quickly be um, folded into the bucket of conspiracy theorists. And conspiracy theory is clearly outlined within the YouTube policies regarding community guideline strikes. So in short, live streaming has killed the manosphere. I hope it does. I fucking hope it does. Because there's so many people that should not try to fucking live stream at all. They should not try live streaming. They need the power of an editor. So many people that need that. So many people. Both on the right and the left. I'm looking at you, FD signifier. I'm looking at you. You need the power of a fucking editor. I, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's, let's go. In the moment, off the cuff, statements that can easily be taken out of context were sensationalized and then were deemed as radical. I think what the recent bannings have proven is that there is a cost to growing too fast while holding on to your particularly polarizing ideologies. And as content creators and live streamers that are looking at their analytics, you can receive this false positive from the viewers that are watching your content of what they want to see more like, and it causes you to constantly risk it in order to achieve the analytics biscuit. But what I think content creators is... It's called marketing. Do you think your ideas are should be out of the mainstreams? Should be covered that way? Or you think your ideas should be learned to the darkness? At the cover of night? Like, the fuck? Okay. I... I hope my fucking channel blows the fuck up. I do. But you know what I don't do? Say some shit that is hateful or judgmental or... or well, I fucking say judgmental shit all the time. Conspiratorial. I don't. I have no problem with saying the shit that I say to you in real life in front of other people. I have no problem with it. But you think because a lot of these guys are just fucking blowhards and they need the power of an editor in order to say, well, we should have said that. It's like that fucking Kanye videos, like where they really found out some of the shit that he says. Yeah, live streaming is detrimental to fucking idiots. But let's continue. As well as their audience members need to understand is that the higher the influence, the more risk of being polarizing and the more important it is to frame out and articulate your words succinctly. In short, <laughs> I believe that if you have particular influence within your space and you're not just on your own website somewhere on the internet and you're using someone else's platform, you must yield your influence with great responsibility and understand that this is not free speech up here because see they're almost as if it's tos and these free speech only applies to the government limiting your speech it's almost uh, okay let's go there's a free speech and then there is a tolerable speech and that tolerable speech is different from platform to platform to platform with from my eyes it seems tiktok has the most intolerable <laughs> the most intolerable speech but depending upon the platform of that tolerable speech your speech will be supplanted by the ruling ideology of that company. And if your speech is not valued by that ruling ideology, or if you don't toe the line enough, then you won't last. So I mean, like, almost as he gonna start breaking out to a specific question. Like, the fuck out of here. You have terms of service. We literally have terms of service. We You can always click that YouTube terms of service 
and see what you can and can't put up. Why is that such a pro- fucking problem for you? I, I, okay. And for the people, okay, let's go. In short, you gotta learn how to play the fucking game. This is tactical, and your rhetoric can potentially give up location. And now it's raining napalm. Anyone with that branding association, as we talked about before, is now guilty by association. But trust and believe, what I'm describing to you guys right now is just police your own community. Then police your own community. Stop having the people say the stupid shit that they say. Police your own community. Fuck, I'm, I'm a leftist and I'm trying to police my own community. But you don't want to because you believe in this shit. But let's go. It's not on YouTube. It's literally every professional, every business setting or entity that exists in this world. There's none that just simply tolerates anything and everything that you want to come out of your mouth. There's decorum, there's normalcy, there's customs that you must adhere to in order to survive. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, this is bullshit. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, I do agree that, like, corporations don't just let you say what the fuck you want to say. That is fucking true. So maybe you should actually look into why they're asking you to say that certain shit or do that certain shit. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, uh, yeah, anyway, like, share, subscribe. Help me hit that 800 subscriber count. Um, and uh, we'll cut the segment here.